So first of all, I think I need to say that I do not wake up with a clear brain and a clear ability to think. Most days I wake up and I'm like, uh, uh, I cannot think straight. I cannot think straight. And today is one of those days. I am really applying the coffee in and trying to figure out what triggers I can use to get myself going on this fine non-workday workday in the middle of coronavirus. But I, I think that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about triggers. I need a better word than triggers, like cues I think is a better word. I want to talk about behavioral cues and I want to talk about seasons and little things to organize. So one thing that I've been doing is uh, I've been reorganizing a lot of our space. Many of you know who are listening that we have been staying inside, completely inside. We have not left the house aside from me getting groceries every two to four weeks. Um, But we are completely inside in an 800 square foot apartment in New York City. We've got two boys. We've got two adults. We have four humans. Two plus two is four, as far as I remember. And we are just trying to wait this out as much as possible. We don't want to spread our germs to anyone else, and we don't need to leave the house. So we're just going to sit tight and wait. Um, And partly because my husband and I both have pre-existing conditions, like I have long-term asthma and he has uh, hypertension and we don't want to risk it. Um, But also because we are fortunate enough to be able to work from home and uh, make it work. We are definitely not working eight to 10 hours a day. There's no way we have two children. I I still need to get into the the details of, of how crazy it is to try to work and parent children at the same time. I mean, you can't, right? You, It's just not at all possible. But I want to save that for another episode. So we are here. And um, one of the things I did about two weeks into starting to stay at home is I just started cleaning up and reorganizing the house. Like, uh, so in quote unquote normal life, one of the things I do is as the seasons come and go, I change and I organize and I move things around in our house. I put our winter coats away. We've got bins under the bed. When it's summertime, I put our summer clothes away. And so we have just things out that we need for any particular season. And when I realized that we weren't going to be leaving the house for a while, at least four to eight weeks, I said, you know what? I don't want to be tripping over these shoes. So I'm going to go ahead and put them away. So I put all of our shoes, except for the pair that we use outside, I put them into, uh, we have a we have a set of drawers in one of our closets. I put an old, old dresser inside of a closet. I put them in the bottom drawer. Uh, I took all of our coats and jackets, because we're not going outside, and put them away. I And I just started reorganizing the house based on our current conditions. And I'm really curious, like I, I think there's you know, there's trying to keep things as normal and being like, hey, we're going to go back to normal soon. And then there's like, adjusting and adapting to the way the situation is now. And I think that it can be kind of depressing to adjust to the current situation, like the act of putting these shoes away and these coats away. It's like, oh, no, am I resigning myself to the fact that we aren't going outside for a long time. But I think I think in my opinion, my perspective is no, because it's not hard to move the coats back out when we're ready. And it engages my brain. It's like, okay, here we are. Here's where we are. And actually, the front of our house has never been so clean. Like there aren't shoes and coats everywhere, which is kind of a delight. 
To me, it represents the changing of the seasons. And while I was expecting to go into spring and then summer, we're actually entering a different season, one where we may be going into winter for a while. Like this is a different kind of winter and we're going to be in it for a little bit. And then eventually it will shift as well. So one of the first things we also organized is the front of our house. And I took the old baby gate that we have, my uh, 17-month-old. We don't really use it anymore, but I took it. And because we have this entryway that's it's like a vestibule that's long and skinny, like the door has a little like six, four or six foot long galley, I actually put the baby gate across that front door space so you cannot no longer get to the front door and it makes this like four by four space by the front door and when we get packages we bring them in and then we let them rest in the front area where nobody can get there and we just write the date on a sharpie and then I just wait three days and then we open the packages Um, and it's also our little space for germs where the parents you know step over we put our shoes on and then we go outside like we have to go downstairs to take the trash out and we have to go downstairs to do the laundry and so we put our masks on and then we put pump the hand sanitizer so we take our germs off of ourselves and then we go downstairs then we come back we pump the hand sanitizer take off our shoes take off the masks and it's just been it's really interesting because now the front door is no longer this movement space where everybody's constantly going in and out and it's made our front area the foyer so much more of a play space and so then we took a bunch of our play mats and toys and where all the shoes are I started putting boxes of toys for the kids so it's added this whole extra play area for them all of this to say it's okay to reorganize your environment right now for what you need right now even if this season is only two weeks or a weekend, or it ends up being four months, and I think it's going to be a little bit on the longer side, we can adapt and adjust to what we need right now. So some other fun things that I've had a chance to organize, I have been uh, making space on my desk for my husband to share. So I usually work from home, he usually works from the office, but he's not going into the office right now. So we're setting up more desk space. And I'm actually looking at getting a tiny desk to put in our house so that we both have work spaces that we can sit at. I got a tray for our Peloton bicycle so that I can work from the bike because I'm really concerned about, you know, my normal everyday life has lots of walking in it. I usually walk, we don't have a car. So I'm usually, even if I'm taking public transportation, doing a fair amount of walking, usually three or four miles a day on average. And now inside of this house, I know that I'm definitely not walking that much. So I realized that I should probably double the amount of you know, exercise that I'm getting and do some of my meetings and my work from the bicycle, which means I sit there and I answer a bunch of emails and I pedal and I'm not trying to do a hard workout. I'm just trying to stay in motion for an extra hour every day so that I get the same equivalent of movement through my body. So my blood doesn't just sit here in a pool as I sit at my desk and so on. I mean, the children really help. There's a lot of movement with the children, but I'm trying to add an extra half an hour to 50 minutes of just sitting on the bicycle and getting my heart rate to that 100 to 110 zone. It's like the conversational walking zone. It's not hard. It's just please move the blood from my feet back to my brain and then down to my feet again at least once. I've also started using this as an opportunity just to clean things out. Like we no longer are using baby bottles because my kiddo just dropped them and he uses sippy cups. So we're all done with those. 
anything that we can clean out and clear helps me make this home environment a little bit saner and a little bit more peaceful. And I noticed that decluttering also has a really positive effect on the children as well. And so one of the things we're trying to do is we're cutting the toys by half and putting a bunch of them away in the closet so that we can rotate out new toys and keep them entertained, but not have 27,000 toys all over the living room rug at any given moment. So honestly, I have no idea if I'm making sense right now because I am um, still drinking my first cup of coffee in the morning. But the general theme of this first point, look, I'm looking at my notebook right now, is seasons. I wrote seasons, period, organize, and I underlined it, whatever that means. But this is a season, and organizing can help really feel feel good. And actually, if you're feeling muddled or stuck or overwhelmed or exhausted or fatigued, I think sometimes that's the first place to begin. And this is, I'm saying this four or five weeks after we started going into quarantine, so That means it took four weeks of just feeling into the lethargy and the overwhelm and the like, oh my goodness, what is happening moments. And now I'm starting to emerge. And the first thing I'm doing is not racing into a bunch of work and launching 27 new programs. I mean, I do have a couple of new projects out like this podcast, but to be like completely transparent, I recorded these podcasts as a way to stay sane and they were already part of my podcast preparation for the other show that I have. And then I realized, oh, this could be an additional show. So I wasn't adding a tremendous amount of work. Um, There's no way I could have done it if I didn't feel, what am I trying to say? There's no way I could have done it as like a a should or a to do. It was more like I need to get on the microphone and talk to a friend. And I'm just going to do a 10 minute episode, just like this one right here. But Cleaning has been the first step for me in a lot of like mental reorganization and getting back into, all right, here we are. What am I doing? Where do I go next? Make the bed, clean something. Okay, that's as far as I got. Now it's children all day. And then the next day, it's like, make the bed, clean something, do something for 10 minutes. Okay, we're done for the day. Like this is has been the rhythm here in this household. The other thing I want to touch on that has served me really well and that you may enjoy is the idea of behavioral cues. I know I said triggers at the beginning and it's technically accurate, but also that it tends to have a negative connotation like, oh, that was really triggering. But the idea is something that provokes you, but in a good way, something that reminds you or cues you up to do something next. And we as habit machines are very responsive to behavioral cues and triggers that Um, that remind us to do the next thing. And the smell of food makes us salivate, etc. So what I have been trying to do is pair certain reminders with things that I want to do with behaviors that I want to do. And for many of us, the simple act of like taking a shower and having a cup of coffee in the morning triggers us to then get ready for the workday. It helps us wake up. And it's not just that time is passing, but it's that we engage in these particular behaviors and sequences of events. And we're like, oh, here we are. Now we're doing the thing that I I know that we do. And for me, I'm having a hard time like 
understanding physically and logistically when I'm in the kitchen in my pajamas, not wearing a bra, smelling because I haven't put deodorant on and I'm sitting there and my hair's all over the place and I'm like working with the kids and I've made breakfast but the breakfast has fallen on the floor and I'm tired and I don't know what's going on and I'm like desperately just trying to make a cup of coffee and then my husband comes out and he's like hey it's time to switch and I'm like okay cool and I go into the bedroom and I'm like I'm still carrying all of that residue I mean and I literally still stink and I go in and I'm like oh like where's my brain what am I working on and it's not easy to just switch into okay now we're working here we are I'm a robot and I can work and so in order to get to work faster I'm putting and setting up these reminders so for example some days when I feel like I do not know what I'm doing, what I do is I take a shower, I put deodorant on, I get my cup of coffee, and then I actually put makeup or lipstick on because those are behavioral cues that remind me like, hi, I'm a professional. You can trust me to do things in a professional way. Can you? I don't know, but we're going to put lipstick on and pretend. But I also use perfume and I spray perfume on myself because it reminds me of a different version of myself. And I have now been, I have the perfume bottle on my desk. So when I start work, I spray it. You can also do this with like a particularly, a particular scented candle. So I have a grapefruit candle and whenever, scented candle, whenever I start like deep work, I usually light it and the smell begins to go through the room. I put it on my desk. I light the candle and that's my writing reminder. And the thing that's cool is what you can do is set these triggers up for yourself so that in the beginning, it doesn't really mean much to you other than, oh, I'm associating work with this candle. What's going on? But after seven to 10 days, you can switch it. What happens is you you smell the candle and you remind yourself, oh, I'm supposed to be working now. And it becomes this relationship that you can use to help guide yourself back to a space of functioning. I have no idea if I'm explaining this clearly, but I wanted to come on this podcast and say that you can use a candle to help yourself work better. That's it. That's That was my big advice for the day. Perfume, candle, coffee, lipstick. That should be the title of this episode. I am going to publish this mistakes and warbles and all because I, I don't I don't think that any of us are going to benefit by pretending that we're able to get through this in a poised and perfect manner. I certainly am not. This is nuts. And we are doing the best we can. And, and it is, it is really challenging. And we are still in the early middle of this. And it's gonna be a while. And I'm going to be here trying to figure this out alongside all of you. Please feel free to reach out if you need anything. I cannot say that I'm answering emails very well, but I do read as many of them as I can. And whenever I can get my fingers to a keyboard without a 17-month-old pounding on them next to me, I try to reply. But also reach out to other people. Check in with your neighbors. Check in with your friends. Check in with your single friends, the people who do not live with anyone else and do not have families in in close proximity to them. I feel really fortunate that I've got these kiddos who, you know, for better, for worse, they march forward to the beat of time unwaveringly. And they, they make us get up every single day. But humans need human contact, and we need each other. And being alone too much is not good. So go out of your way to set up Zoom calls, 
check in with people and set up regular dates like, hey, let's chat every Thursday at 7 p.m. We don't really have to talk about anything, but we can even watch TV together if you want. Reach out to your friends, check in with each other, and take care of yourselves. I'll be back. See you on the next episode. <laughs>